What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Things are so good. Things are so good. Things are so good. Thank you, Rick. I tipped your room. Baby girl, oh, you accept this rose into your world. Oh my god, that is, of course, the magical Mark Rivers with Will You Accept This Rose podcast. I highly recommend the video that Anna made for us. If you guys have never seen it, we should put it on our Facebook page. It's on YouTube. If you Google Will You Accept This Rose podcast, you might want to see the video we made for it. My name is Arda Marine. I'm coming to you from New York City, and I am on the phone with the one, the only, Paget Brewster's rival, Miss Lori. How are you, Lori? Hi, I'm good. You know, I haven't seen that video. I guess I have to check it out. It's pretty good. You know, if you enjoy Anna's flyers that she makes for our um podcast i think you will enjoy the video that she made it's pretty inspired there's like there's like a dolphin humping a man there's a rabbit humping there's there's a lot of humping there's geysers shooting off oh no yeah there's like mark spitz with like a lot of like metals on and like a speedo that says cosmetologist across it it's pretty good it's pretty good that was like our promo video when we first began um First of all, I wanted to thank all of our listeners who emailed in. I posted a photo on Instagram uh, behind. I had to film. If you recall last week, I had the world's largest zit. That was the spider zit. 
And uh, so I posted a photo the next day from the set and people were commenting that they didn't see my spiders it. I want you guys to know, and this is not even an exaggeration. I've been doing this for a long time. The zit was so large, they, and I'm not even exaggerating, they had to bring in a professional firefighter who had been working the night before. So our on-set medic in Atlanta for our, our show is a firefighter. He'd worked in the firehouse all night, and it was so large, they had to bring the firefighter to the makeup trailer to basically put a ladder on my zit and climb to the top of the zit. And then they put, like, you know how it's very rare that people actually get stitches anymore? They use, like, the liquid bandage. He had to, like, seal this fucker, like, so they could actually, because it was not only gigantic, it was, like, starting to, like, crack at the seams so they couldn't even, it was so oily, they it wouldn't hold powder or makeup. And they had to bring in a firefighter to put, like, liquid bandage on this, people are still talking about the zit, zit on the set, and they had to like. So I had to have curlers in my hair, and then put put bangs down. So that was a first. That was a was first this, for me. Was this firefighter in the, um, his or her full regalia, like with the helmet on and outfit? I wish he was covered in soot and had like a kitten that he just rescued <laughs> from a tree. But I wish he like found a cat on top of my zit that had climbed up there, but was too frightened to get down. <laughs> There were so many spiders in there making it so high up that it was too frightened to get down. Wow. I know. Can you wow, believe it? congratulations. It's really unprecedented. It's really unprecedented. Um, I also want everybody to know that I am, I am I'm in the works. I'm trying to stalk. We have a verbal yes from our favorite Russian, Alex, the wearer of the sassy summer suit. He says he'll go to San Francisco, but we're trying. We have like a professional booker trying to stalk down Peter for us for our January gig. Nice. I know, right? Nice. Well, you know, I, I just saw something that Peter uh, Peter was asked by Dean yeah, talk um, to me. Talk whether to me. he would go to outside lands, and he said uh, he's not a festival type of person because he's, I guess, a homebody. Wait, so, so that's good that Dean asked him because that means Dean was even remembering that he was at Outside Lands with us. I guess so. From I Dean's guess. weekend, I was afraid he'd ingested so many things that he wouldn't even remember that he attended Outside Lands. How well, fucking. I think our, our connection is going to be Dean. So you got to work your magic. Fuck. Okay, I'm going to text Dean. I'm going to text Dean. The fact that I can even say that phrase. No, Dean may never respond. But the fact that I I like the fact that I even have fucking Dean's number is is the greatest gift that this podcast has given me. And there's been a lot of good gifts. But that to me, before we continue, can we just talk about and I know everybody got mad at Dean this summer. Can we just remind everybody how handsome his face is? He is pretty pretty handsome and he just got a new tattoo i think yesterday or the day before does it say arden and dean true love forever pretty much um and and it's you're a a dolphin and you're humping dean's leg (laughs) it's a dolphin with my face and my zit and a zit it's a zit yeah it's a thruple. It has that little hole at the top, right? Am I, am I mistaken? <laughs> yeah, that's. But that's mine was, zit. and that's my zit. It's, we're yeah. a, we're a thruple. We're a three person couple. Dolphin, me, Dean, and my zit. Nice. What did he get a tattoo of? 
a butterfly. Are you kidding? That's embarrassing. Um, apparently, it's uh, for uh, a childhood friend who died or something. All right, I take it back. That's, can you that's beautiful. I know this. this is ridiculous. Oh my god, no! I can believe it, and it's not ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's also discuss. Uh, Anna texted me this week a video of a promo that ABC released. If you uh, look, I guess I say, who knows what we actually post on our, I say we're going to do it as if we have a whole staff of people who are going to do it. I guess if it's not me, it's not going to happen. If I get my shit together, I'll post the YouTube video. And if I get my shit together, I will post. So ABC posted this video of Ari. It's so embarrassing. And it's like, it's like trick or treat. But it's like trick or me Like I'm such a fucking treat And then it has him in like this stupid Like um, Fifty Shades of Ari mask He's wearing like a cat burglar Which is the least Foxy thing It was so weird What's the name of that What was that film with uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman Oh yeah 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 Uh, I know what you mean The Stanley Kubrick movie Eyes Wide Shut Exactly. I was yeah. really embarrassed by this promo video. He's making it hard for me to be excited about him because it's so stupid. Well, you just have to remember how adorable he was on Emily Maynard's season. Okay. I'm still, you know, I'm an optimist and I absolutely believe he's going to be a tremendous bachelor because he was so adorable on Emily's season. All right. He has a personality. Yeah. going to be good. Okay, so here we and go. He's filming. He's filming his hometown dates as we speak. Oh my god! You know everything. Do you know? Can you tell us one secret about one of the girls? Um. Let's see. Are there any good ones? Um. You know, not really. To be honest with you. I feel like you're lying to me, but I appreciate it. I I know when you're lying. And I feel like you're lying. And you know what? I know that you're lying for my own good, so I can't be mad at you because I feel like you're sparing. Because it's almost like I'm like, Santa, let me just peek under the gift wrap. Let me just see if that's the Barbie dream house that I want. And you know that if I do that, when Christmas comes, I'm going to be bummed. Like, if you did get me the Barbie dream house. So it's like better just to save it. It's, it's for your own good. Thank you so much. All right, here we are. We're only doing one episode this week because I feel like I fully have Alzheimer's. And when I watch all of them, I could, I watched part of this earlier in the week and I had to rewatch it last night. Because during the season, usually we watch it and then we record the next day. And, like, I watched it and then I had no memory. Literally as if I'd never watched it before. I know. It was it was really good. But before we begin, our, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to hear your... your um, your thoughts about Ben Higgins doing stand-up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Nikki Glaser, our very good friend, really wants to get into the bone zone with Ben Higgins. She's a stand-up. And we, I personally, me and Fortune and Aaron Foley are all stand-ups. It's, he's the least funny human I have ever he was never, he never made one joke. He's not funny. He's handsome. He's tall. He's earnest. He has scripture tattoos on his rib cage. None of those point to, you know what I should try? Look, I'm not saying to myself, I should be a firefighter. I know where my strength lay, and it's in make, being an idiot and growing spiders that's on my forehead. I know where my lane of the highway is. Right. It's embarrassing. It's And, and Nick, Nikki wants to bone him. You, If, if a guy wants to be a stand-up and he's bad at stand-up, that's a lady boner killer right there. 
Well, he's in luck because guess what? He doesn't want to be a stand-up comedian because he was actually asked to host a show called First Look. I guess it was on NBC. And that the, the episode was to put people outside of their comfort zone. Oh, my God. Zone. Thank God. In order to be a better, well-rounded person. So Thank he God. actually doesn't want to be Thank a stand-up. God. So Nikki is, is in the clear. Thank God. She can still get into the vote. Well, if we yes. can't get Peter and Dean, maybe we'll try to get our paws on Ben Higgins and so and bring Nikki up so Nikki can bone Ben. He's cute. He seems really sweet. Appar- I, I like him. Apparently, he's hot in person. I find him so vanilla. He's so vanilla. He's pretty vanilla. It's true. Okay. You would, okay. He's no Dean. And he's no Alex. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And now that Wells has a girlfriend, he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know who it is? Who is it? Who is I it? I actually don't know who it is. Mm. Do you still listen to his podcast? Um, do I, I mean, I think I probably have listened to a most recent podcast. <laughs> yep. Are your children aware of this? <laughs> my children? My children have no idea. Okay, that's good. Keep it like that. Keep yeah. them in the dark. Okay, here we go. So we're in Prague and with Emily Maynard. We're back in time. It's 2012. Land of bootcut jeans. Land of blackberries. Land... <laughs> And uh, so Emily Maynard, the single mom with the heart of gold, the new teeth, and, and but she's a good bachelorette. She says she's – so she's about to go. She has three one-on-ones and one group date in Prague. We're getting near – we're getting next week is hometown visits. So Ari, Ari has the first one-on-one up, and he says to the camera that he has fallen in love with Emily. Nobody's dropped the L-bomb yet. He's the first one to say I've fallen in love with her. Yeah, he's smitten. He's smitten. He's completely smitten. So he shows up and he looks really cute until he turns around and he is wearing a blazer with the weirdest elbow patches. Like I look, I like a good old school professor blazer. This is a 2012. This is a fashion choice of the weirdest elbow patches on on the blazer. <laughs> And she says, I like to kiss Ari. I think I show him that by kissing him a lot. Oh, I think okay. I show that. I think I show that a lot by kissing him a lot. Yeah. Well, s- seriously, they're attached to the lips. My God. Yeah. She definitely has chemistry. And if you hear any sounds in the background, it's because I'm with my mom, Janet Marine, and she's in the next room and she's ready. She wants to get into the bone zone with the Gronk or Tom Brady so badly, and the Patriots are playing in the next room. Just saying. Uh, I know. I'm not feeling that. Trust I'm me, a lot of people that. aren't. A lot of people aren't. I know. It's yeah. not It's not a popular... I understand so many levels. Besides <laughs> deflate gate, there's other things happening, and I, I'm, I hear you. Okay, so... Um, so... Hold on. I'm going to pause it just for one second. I don't want to be the... I'm going to just see if she can turn it down right here. Hold hard. You know what? I'm just going to do it right now. Let me see. Do you mind turning it down one hair? Just one hair. Hi, Janet. Hi, Ari. Do you think Ari? Do you think Ari is cute, Mom? I think Ari's very cute. I mean, let me just mute this. Yes. yes, I think Ari is a keeper for sure. Yeah, he's cute. He's very cute. I hope he has some personality to go along with it. He seems like he has personality. Well, that, he's got lots of personality. 
Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to this season. I can. When's the starting date? Not until January. Oh, I know. And you loved Dean, didn't you? I did love Dean. I still love Dean. Dean is the top of the list. He's young, but he's the top of the heat. You don't care that that he was in a love triangle. He's young and free. He wanted to be free. He was never looking for to give anybody a ring. How's your new relationship with Steve Heitner treating you? Well, I haven't talked to Steve since I sent him a little gift. She sent him a bottle of wine. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now, a special bottle of wine that his eyes lit up when I when he was at the house. And Steve I said, likes wine. <laughs> yeah, I said, Steve, you know, because I don't drink. I said, go and help yourself to anything in the bar. And he comes out with this bottle of Lafitte Rothschild 1967. Yeah. And he was like... Oh my God! Yeah. So we mailed it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm wow. sure the I'm sure the cork is rotten and the bottle is rotten too. But just like our hearts. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, Mama Bear. All right. And how's mittens? I'm looking at mittens right now. Hi, mittens. Mittens, do you, mittens is in the city for the first time. Mittens, do you like the city? Do you like Ari as a new bachelor? Mittens. Oh God, that's a cute cat. Okay, so we're back. Okay, so. She goes on a date with Ari, and they go to. She says, um, she says that there's a secret that she knows about Ari that he's been hiding, and that she basically, and they do this on camera. And you told us up front he dated one of the producers, and she finds it out. Like it's basically her number one main producer, and she finds out that they dated back in the day, and she's pissed. She feels deceived. Chris Harrison has to stand in front of the mansion in Malibu and say, you know, like disclose that he dated the producer. And so um, they go to this, they go on this date and she has, they have to rub the statue of the dog that talks about like loyalty and honesty. And she keeps trying to get out of him. Like, do you have any secrets? Do you have any secrets? And then it happens off camera. We don't see her confront him. Like, it's weird that they didn't air the confrontation what was yeah, that I, I call bullshit why would they not film it that's weird right they, they filmed, it make any sense they filmed her being aggro at the producer why yeah. wouldn't they film the interaction with she and Ari it doesn't add up yeah it, it's some, something's really strange um, but apparently uh, she was actually pissed at production because they kept it from her and Ari was told never to bring it up because they had already told her or something like that. And it was nine years prior to this filming. And it sounds um, like maybe they like went on four dates or like got at it once or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, so, so then they come back and they go like on this like gondola ride and like we don't see but somehow ever like the first part of the date she's all sassy the second part all they do is tongue kissing a boat and he says i am in love with you earlier i thought i was falling in love with you but somewhere between london and here i'm in love with you and she said i wanted to hear it but it's really scary but i like it but it's really scary yeah and, and it changes everything. I mean, he, since the very first episode, he is quite the front runner. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's always been down with Ari. He's sort of like a good version of Brian who won. Like, mm-hmm. he, it, he actually is friends with the guys. Like how Brian didn't bond with the guys. He's sort of a good version of Brian, I think. Yeah. And he is... Um, 
still, well, with the exception of Jeff, really good friends with both uh, John Wolfner and uh, and Sean Lowe to this day. Interesting. So, yeah. so then they, so then they are, they are. So that their date's over. Then there's a group date, and it's uh, Sean Lowe. Chris, the villain, uh, the guy who looks like a Disney villain, who's a nice guy who becomes addicted to reality TV over the next few years, and um, Doug, the uh, single dad who's the secret hothead that seems too good to be true and has no chemistry with Emily, and they uh, ride up on horses... They have to go like on a on like a horse drawn carriage, and they go up to a castle from the 13th century. And uh, Doug toasts to her being a great uh, hostess, and so she, she pulls him off to go one on one up in a turret. And their body language is like he's so weird with her, and he freaks out because their knees are touching. And she's like, "Doug, our knees are just touching." Like it's so weird. He doesn't go in for a move, and then. Um, and then, like, eventually, she's trying to basically send him home. She's like, you haven't tried anything. And then he plants a really awkward kiss on her, and it's so uncomfortable. Oh, I know. And she says, thank you right away. And then he, you know, recoils and says, yep. Oh, I felt so embarrassed for him. Oh my- I, you know, I... He's so damaged. He's so damaged. That's the thing. I He's really so... feel a lot of empathy for him. I did too. My mom and I were watching it. She was like, he has no game. I was like, well, he was a foster kid. Oh, and You're cutting out for some reason. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to pause it. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to call you back. I'll call you back. Action. We're back. And so we're Doug with the awkward... I know. I, my mom was watching him. She was like, oh, he has no game. And then I was like, well... He had this horrible foster. He was like this. He had this horrible story, but it was awkward. And then when she cut him, he goes, "Have a good one." It was so awful. And then he's weeping in the back of the car. It was awful. I know. I know. I felt kind of bad for him. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, yeah. He he does seem sweet and damaged, but he still shot a gun uh, and was arrested. <laughs> he still like <laughs> but, attacked his lady and took a gun and shot it. Into the, into the ground, which is kind of a deal breaker. Kind of a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me, I, I, I think the best of everyone, so he seems sweet. He seems sweet minus the assault charge <laughs> and the waving the gun around and then shooting the gun into the ground. I want to know how far a bullet goes into the ground if you shoot, if you take a gun and you shoot it straight into the ground, does it ricochet up or does it just go right down into the ground? I I do not know the answer to that Wait, question. If somebody knows the answer, please email in rosepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so then two people are left on the group date. We have Chris, the Disney villain, and Sean Lowe, the for, the uh, re, re, re-virginized blonde man that... He's everything good on paper, but she pats him on the back when she makes out with him. There's a, Did you notice that? Did yeah, you, no, you pointed it out, and you were right. You pointed it out, and you were absolutely... He rubs his back? That's not a romantic rub. No, it's a, you're a good guy. I'm going to fix you up with my sister. Yeah. It's like, exactly. hey, you. Hey, friend. Yeah. It's yeah, certain. but she still kisses him, so there's that. She wants to... I think she's not grossed out by him, 
I think she I think she likes kissing him, but her chemicals aren't all jangled. She's not like ding 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 ding. <laughs> it's it's true, you know, and they are they are probably the like a perfect match. Yeah. Like he seems like her type. Yeah. And she seems like his type, but yet she's going for a sort of the cosmopolitan Ari and then the little skate boy and Jeff. It just so goes it's really to, interesting. It honestly, every, it's a fascinating thing now that I've been watching for a few seasons. No one picks the sure thing. Like, Raven loved Nick. It was uncomplicated. She would have been there. No one picks the steady Eddie that's all in and available. Like, no one picks, you know, even like, uh, what's his name? Ben Higgins. Like, JoJo was all in. And in his mind, Lauren was the girl that he could have gotten, but like, was he was, he, that was out of his reach. Like, people. If you are too in and available, it seems like you never win. Uh-huh. Yeah. Human nature yeah. is a little fucked up and a little self-hating and wants to chase. <laughs> we are t- we are attracted to a chase. You do not want to be the sure thing is never the winner ever, not yeah. ever. Yeah, and Sean could not be more of a sure thing. He's such a sure thing. Yeah. He's the leader of the household. He is the leader, but when he proposes, he follows through. You know what? Is he the only bachelor that actually got married to his lady? Yep. All right. Well, you to know his what? final his final choice. I'm going to be Thanks. honest. I'm going to be honest with you. It part of the, I have not thrilled. I've, I'm enjoying watching this. It doesn't thrill me as much because I know that in the end she didn't marry her choice. It is. I have to go in with the blind hope that each person is going to actually marry their per Like, it's the only way I can watch it. Otherwise, like, if I knew she married him, it would be more fun for me to watch. Yeah. It's well, weird. Yeah. And and it's it's true. There is sort of that romantic part of it that's such a draw. Um, and, and I think that's why people like Sean as a bachelor. Right. Even though I just, well, I guess we gave it away before. It's because you know that this guy is going to follow through. He did, yeah. And, and I, he did. And I want to say that it also shows me watching this where I accidentally found out who wins. I for sure don't ever want to read. Re- I don't like knowing the ending. I, I like the surprise of who it's going to be. For me, it's the game of it. It's the thr- it's the, like mystery of it. So, okay. So there's two keys. There's one large scooter and it's they open the room for who gets the first chit chat one on one. There's a big skeleton key and a little skeleton key. Sean Lowe got the huge key and Chris, the insecure Disney villain, got the smaller key. And Sean Lowe's key opens first. And Chris is just freaking. He is so insecure. He is just completely sabotaging himself. His brain is, he is fucking spinning out. You can see the makings of the guy who is not, who's a little mentally unstable, who is not handling the franchise well, who is taking it personally, who might have a drinking problem. Like, <laughs> like there's just, there's like, there's a little... Nice guy who's got some cracks in the pavement there. 
Yeah, and why in the world would he begin his conversation with her? Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Wait, we haven't gotten there yet. So the first, so the first one up is Sean, and they are downstairs, and he is like, "I'm ready," and they tongue kiss, and this was probably their best kiss yet because she didn't pat him. They even did the the sexy wall kiss like in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. It's true, and um, and you know. That's yeah. So I guess they have some sexy times. He's upstairs freaking out, and then and then he gets his one on. Chris gets his one on one, and I'm gonna turn it back to you, Lori. Go. <laughs> well, I, I just think it's strange that Chris, when he's been complaining about not seeing her, he decides that his very first. Uh, conversation, the very first point will be about how upset he was that she didn't pick him for the one-on-one. He's because- such a ding-dong that if he, he, you can see he actually believes, first of all, he believes it's her handwriting on the cards unlike she has any say in who gets, like, it's like, bro, don't you, don't you know how produced this is? Like, he goes, I'm angry with you. And he was... <laughs> He was mad that his name was last on the group date card, that it wasn't first on the group date. It's like, you're an idiot, man. Yeah, he's he's so foolish. So uh, remind me, was he upset that um, John Wolfner got the one-on-one prior to this date or that Jeff got the one-on-one? He was just upset that he didn't – he hadn't gotten one since Charlotte. So I think just that anybody that he didn't get one was just like, gotcha. okay. how dare okay. you? Um, did Jeff already have his date on this episode and I didn't even write it down? Um, no, John Wolfner had his date, but okay. we, we should go back to that because he said a funny thing. Okay, let's yeah. do that one. I think it was so boring. Yeah. I didn't even write it down. It was so boring. It was absolutely boring. Yeah, they go on a date and they have to like paint a mural and then they have to put a lock. They have to like lock sweethearts, lock their wishes on this bridge and like he can't get the lock locked. And she's like, that's not a good sign. Yeah. I mean, so first of all, I mean, we haven't talked about this guy at all. I mean, the only reason why he's notable is because he's good friends with Ari and Ari outed uh, John Wolfner, who is now married. He outed John Wolfner uh, and his wife as saying that they were pregnant with um, their uh, with a child. And so Wolfner was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to tell people we're pregnant now. But he... Um, He's rocking the half zip dad fleece, uh, oh which I think is a, not necessarily a good look, but no. better than the basketball short and the black anklets that he rocked in every other uh, scene. <laughs> but he, but he um, <laughs> what I loved most about this incredibly boring date was um, one that they had din- dinner in a dungeon. Yeah. Um, so I like the sadomasochism theme. Yeah. And, you know, I was waiting for Chris Harrison to pop out dressed as a dominatrix, but whatever. <laughs> um, but my favorite part was that when um, uh, John talks about his ex cheating on him. Yeah. And that he, he was waiting up that the whole night, which was a really sad and tragic story. But that he said that he called hospitals and prisons. And I, lo- I love how he automatically threw, threw his girlfriend, not in a drunk tank, but in a prison. Like, I would not be calling a prison if my wife happened to stay out late one night. I know. You know. Maybe I call maybe I call a hospital that but all of a sudden she's she's in prison, which I thought well, was 
He was saying he's just only started dating ladies that he doesn't have to fix up, like to, that are not fixer uppers. So when I hear somebody that only dates fixer uppers and he called hospitals and prisons, I was like, oh, you're chasing like a drug addict. Like you have, you have low self esteem. You are chasing a girl that clearly is not available at this moment in time for you. Like, Somebody needs to go to Alan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my, okay. Like, and he, well, he is, we only mentioned him because he was the one that actually played the grandma, like literally played the death card by showing the death cards. It is, there's every season, there's guys that think that they're close, they've become, it's usually men, it's usually when it's the bachelorette and not the bachelor. Guys mistake intimacy with when they've told you just terrible things about themselves, then they're like, we're close now. And it's like, that's not sexy. You know what I mean? It's like a pity, you don't want a pity rose. Yeah. No, but I mean, he's just, he's going for the long game. He's just trying to get a rose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possibly can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was an incredibly boring date. But, um, you know, when they came back, I thought it was a pretty bold move of Sean to chase after Emily uh, in the streets of Prague, um, which, of course, was producer driven. But that's when. That's when she vigorously rubbed him on the back. Anyway, oh, okay. that's all we got. That's so, all we got with Wolfner. So then Jeff has his one-on-one, and they go right to this marionette store, and they there's a Michael Jackson marionette that they attempt to make it look like Jeff is operating, that is doing a full moonwalk and, like, <laughs> doing the robot, and they're editing it as if... Jeff's secret talent is that he's a professional puppeteer. <laughs> he's no Wells. He's no Wells. What do you think this is, Wells? Yeah. No, no, not at all. I'm, how cute is freaking Jeff? Oh, my God. He really – I'm confused about Jeff because he's so fucking cute. Why do the he's producers so – cute. He is so cute and cool and so they they get they buy these puppets. They buy a Jeff puppet that doesn't look anything like Jeff, but what it looks like the puppet from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood that like lived in the tree, like the the print, the king and the queen. So they buy that, and then they buy the princess puppet. And then he's like, "Wait a minute, wait out in the street for a second. Then he runs back in and he buys a little doll puppet he goes we can't leave your daughter ricky inside so they the three puppets and they go to this beautiful library and they do the world's worst but sweetest improv it's the truly the worst improvising you've ever seen and yet it's very sweet it's like two dummies with their puppets who can only express feelings for one another through puppetry and he (laughs) says to her I'm so one hundred. You look so beautiful as as a puppet. Like you look so one hundred percent beautiful today. And I can't. I'm I'm falling. I've fallen so head over heels in love with you. And I can't wait to marry you. Like he's really sticking his landing as a puppeteer. Oh my god! I mean, how freaking cute was that? So, so first of all, Jeff is like this is gonna date me, but he's like Ducky from Pretty in Pink. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's young and pretty, like Dean. Yeah, better. And you know how much I like Dean. I know. So, you know, this is the episode where the first part you're saying that 
Ari and Emily are engaged, no doubt about it. But then by the second part of the episode, Jeff pulls his little dark horse moves and he gets Ricky a doll. And that whole conversation with the marionettes was adorable. Did you catch that part where he says, you know, the marionette, sorry, says, I love your nail polish and quick as a whip. Emily says, thanks, I'm never going to change it. Oh, my God. I loved that. The whole thing was so cute. So, um it was and I, so and the cute. The conversation in the library, which oh my we'll God. get to, was adorable as well. So, so they so they lie down on the floor in this library, which was so beautiful. And she asks about the hometown visits, and basically he's like, "They're gonna love you. They're gonna love you." And he was like, "Well, my parents aren't there. They have a commitment." To, so, so like, so he's. What is that? Like, are they on some super Mormon mission? What's happening? Yeah, they were on a Mormon uh, mission. Yes. And, and so, like, his sisters, and basically, some girl has met his family before, and his family didn't like them. And she's like, So, what did you do? And he was like, Well, I broke up with them. And then, and she was like, If they don't like me, would you break up with me? And he was like, Yeah. And then she got nervous. <laughs> and then, as they're kissing in the end, he says, I want to date you so hard and marry the fuck out of you, which was yeah. so cute. Yeah, bold move, especially because, you know, she's a, a good uh, Bible-loving gal, but she I really I loved ate it. that up. And she ate it up, and it was adorable. It was so cute because you also see cool boy, hipster, edgy, weirdo, and, the, and Cinderella and Southern Belle home homecoming queen that these two would not have dated in high school it's like a john hughes movie these two yeah it's absolutely. so cute yeah it was it, it, absolutely adorable it's and it just, so cute and i like that this guy's winning he's little he's not roidy he's kind of nerdy he's adorable yeah, the I mean the top contestants on this season. I think that they were uh, among the best ever. It's really good. You didn't have too many roidy guys at the end, and even even um, Sean. No, is, he's a nice you know, guy. He's, yeah, he's thoughtful, and you know he's he's a little boring, but he he's he's pretty he's pretty substantive. Yeah, he's cute. So then they go to the cocktail party. It's time for the cocktail party. And Chris is freaking out. He was like, he's been freaking out. He's been spinning out. He knew he was a douche at the group date. And, I mean, this is a guy. And now, and again, now that I know he did, like, have a nervous breakdown chasing the dragon of reality TV, you can see this. There's mental fractures so he's freaking out there's nothing cool about him and chris harrison comes in and announces there's oh no she again they they have this this weird where she has like a pre-chat with chris harrison which they don't do anymore and she's like my mind's made up i don't need a cocktail party let's do this so chris comes in and she's uh, chris harrison's like guys there's not going to be a cocktail party emily's made up her mind and so she starts going through and she's handing out the roses and she gives one to ari and she gives one to sean Lowe, and oh he's already gotten one on the group date and she gives one to jeff and it's down to wolfner and the disney villain who's freaking out and the disney villain is like uh 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 emily can i interrupt i need to talk to you and so he, and he pulls her aside and everybody's making eye contact like, what the fuck, bro? And uh, and so 
And so he apologizes. He's like, I know I blew it yesterday. That's not me. It's not me. It's not the man that you and Ricky need. I want to show you that I'm a man and blah, blah, blah. That was embarrassing. Yeah. he was. Did you see how much he was shaking when it got down to that final rose? Oh, he God. was literally shaking in his boots. And he said, "If I, and he was so pissed. We forgot to say that on the group date, he... She had to give out a rose, so it's down to – she'd already sent Doug home, so it's down to Sean and and this dude and Chris, and she gives the rose to, to Sean, and he loses his shit. And so then he basically says, if I don't get a hometown rose, I, w- I don't want to be somebody that's near – I don't want to have to deal with me because I'm going to be a nightmare, which is Ugh. not a good sign. It's like, dude, you got to be able to roll a little better. So then – so then she comes back, and it's the final two, and Wolfner's feeling confident. He feels good. He's bonded over his prison phone calls and his dead grandparents. He thinks he has it in the bag. And she gives the rose to... Oh, Disney villain. Chris. It worked. It, well, he's more handsome, yeah. sort of. He's taller. And uh, yeah. Wolfner... And, and Wolfner's David Byrne suit didn't, didn't suit him well. <laughs> For those of you out there who are young and are the Ashley Eyes of the world, David Byrne was the is the lead singer of Talking Heads in the famous suit that he wore on the album cover, which as well as his favorite album. And Ashley, I didn't know what he was talking about. If you look it up, he wore a giant suit. It's a very yes. oversized suit. It's not a great look in tailoring for a man. <laughs> not so great. And but yeah, Wolfner's gone. And. Uh, and so Wolfner's gone. He took it like a man rather than like he didn't go off into the night going, what the fuck? Why did Chris pull her aside? He said, I hope I found my Cinderella. And now we know he does because Ari blows it that he's having a baby. So that's good. He found love. And uh, so they there. I always love the after the after the show moments. They play hide and seek. And it's Doug and it's Doug and uh, Chris. No, wait, who is it? Doug and Chris and Sean. She hides in a tower. Chris and Sean go looking for her. And then they show Doug, like a freak show, still counting in the turret as she's hiding up to like 380. Like 301, 302. Aww. Doug, Doug. Yeah, the he, poor producers. They're just, they're just scripting this thing. They so. might, Doug might still be in that turret counting right now. <laughs> well, Lori... Thank you so much for breaking down another episode. We got some nice emails, and we also got some nice likes on Facebook, and we got some nice likes on uh, iTunes. We appreciate all the likes on Facebook and iTunes. I hope you guys are enjoying our off-season work of trying to figure out who the heck this new bachelor is before we go in. What I'm finding so far, even though he has the world's worst promo video, I have to say, in his season... I've been enjoying him. He's cute. He is cute. He's super cute. Yeah, he's cute. Um, so here we go. I got we got some really cute emails. Let's see. I'm going to read some. Let me see if when they came in. Let me just make sure I'm reading ones that I didn't read left from last week. Okay, today is the 29th. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. So we got some. I'm going to read some cute emails. This is from uh, Nicole Meyer. 
Right. Hi, Arden and the gang. Firstly, I want to let you know how happy I was to discover your bonus podcast episodes recapping Emily's season of The Bachelorette. The the week I get to listen to the podcast while I'm driving to work and the best commute days by a huge margin. Thank you for doing the Lord's work. And she would go to this live show in San Francisco. No preference on which contestant. So that's good. Nicole, we look forward to hearing you. Uh, Christy uh, Bonnet writes, Hi, Arden and gang. I love that you encourage your listeners to adopt and support local animal shelters. I wanted to share with you all that my husband and I just adopted the sweetest, slobberiously wiggle butt pup named Ripley. We adopted her from the Venture County Humane Society and couldn't be happier with her. So it is so cute. This dog is in a pumpkin patch and could not be cuter. So congratulations to Christy. And we find out, because I'm working with Alyssa Milano, who does a lot of adoption work, and apparently we find out that bunnies are the most dropped off. People get bunnies for like Easter and think it's fun, and then they just like ditch their bunnies. So if anybody's inclined to adopt a bunny a lot of bunnies need homes because people just get them for the novelty and then don't want to deal with the poor bunnies and then we got a really cute email from Hallie Burbage hi Arden I was so excited to hear you read my letter on the second episode I appreciate that you mentioned many of the organizations helping with animal rescue for the Napa Santa Rosa fires and wanted to let you know that I volunteer with a really special organization called Cat Town in Oakland Cat Town started as a foster organization working with our municipal animal shelter um, to reduce the euthanasia rate. And Cat Town focuses on getting the most vulnerable cats out of the shelter, those that are sick, older, or shut down due to fear, and works to socialize them in a safe environment so they can be adopted. So Cat Town sounds so awesome. If anybody's in the Oakland area, um, please go to Cat Town and check out what they're doing. And then I want to just read one of the nice reviews we got on uh, iTunes, which we sure appreciate. On iTunes, we got this review. Um, and thank you all for listening to these bonus episodes. We really appreciate you. And Lori, you've been a real hit, I have to say. We've gotten so many good t- Facebook tweets and Twitter things. Um, oh, October sure. 24th, this is from uh, The Mold Standard, five stars. This podcast essential for living a balanced life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so true. We also have five stars. Seriously, the best ever. Lacey Joe Greer. I love listening to this podcast. Finally, people who understand and get what it is. The Bachelor franchise. And Lori, you can be found on Twitter at at Lori, L-O-R-I. Wait, is it at? No, it's at Batch underscore Lori. Lori, L-O-R-I. Great. Well, guys, what a joy it's been. Lori, thank you for your commitment to um, going through this this with us. Hey, I mean, we should do another season because uh, you haven't even seen Jason Mesnick's season. I haven't seen Juan Pablo. I also want just the one which is the one that had the Badlands. Everyone talks about the Badlands episode where they got both got left like the lady who wanted, who maybe murdered her fiance got left in the Badlands. That's everyone's favorite episode. Wait, wait, I don't remember. Wait, say it again. You know how when they do the double episodes and uh, the double date, and so like one person gets left, and so it was like Olivia by the blowhole or Chad in the woods. Oh, yeah. That the Badlands, they both got left, and it was like the lady who may have murdered her fiance got left. I can't remember. <laughs> it's not coming to me. Dude. Well, we'll have to look it up. Um, Lori, thank you. We will be back next Monday with another episode where we'll be breaking down 
either 108 or 108 or 109. Who knows? Anything's possible. Um, and Lori, do you have anything you want to say before we close out? Yes, it came to me. It, uh, the Ashley I Chris Soul season, Badlands. Anyway, nothing else to uh, close out. Uh, happy Halloween to oh you. Oh my God. Happy Halloween yours. to you. Happy Halloween to you. And yeah. will you help us sing it out? And we'll be back next week breaking down who the fuck is the new bachelor, Ari. How do you say his last name? Lion Dyke, I think. Lion Dyke? Lion, that's that's why it resonates with me. Wait a minute, Lyndike. <laughs> I think so. Wow, that's like my my Twitter handle name is is Lori Lyndike. Wait a minute, so I didn't know that's why it was Lyndike. <laughs> Wait a minute, like lion, like I am a lion and I like the ladies. Is that literally how you say his last name? I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's Lion Dyke. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Wow. There's a lady in my hometown named Pussy Driver, and I think that Lion Dyke might be worse. All right, here we go. Will you sing us out, Lori? Feels so good. Here we go. Oh my god. I accept your rose, baby girl. Wow. Boy, are we elegant. Wow, then. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.